Hey everyone, it's Dr. Jana with the Christ-Centered Holistic Health Podcast. Stay tuned for more biblical health education, encouraging interviews, and amazing testimonies for your good and God's glory. Hey everyone, welcome back to uh, my podcast and um, to the vlog. If you're not familiar, I have recently been doing uh, sharing the video recordings of all of these podcasts on my YouTube channel, which is exactly the same as uh, my podcast channel. It's just my name, Dr. Jana Joshu Grimm, DC. So you can find it there if um, you just want to, for some reason, see our faces in person, <laughs> puts a face to um, a testimony. But anyway, today I'm going to be sharing another awesome story of hope. I want to introduce you all to my friend and client, Jacqueline, um, who I've worked with completely long distance, off and on since 2020. So I am going to, as I do, just let her introduce herself, tell you where she's from, a little bit about herself, and let her lead. And I will just interject as the Lord brings things to mind that can um, speak to you all, maybe capture someone who is um, in need of hope. In, uh, and has maybe a similar story to Jacqueline today. So once again, without further ado, Jacqueline, I'm going to just let you take over, okay? Okay, awesome. Hi, I'm Jacqueline. I am 43. I live in Stephenville, Texas. I'm married and have four, four kids, four wonderful kids. Awesome. So um, Jacqueline, will you share... Um, just uh, what what ultimately led to you scheduling an appointment? So some of your history, and I know that you were in the sugar fast actually in 2019 before we met, and that played a role in, in I guess maybe how you heard about my practice and then ultimately scheduled an appointment because you did not, you were not one that had this amazing testimony as a result of the sugar fast, right? It was hard on you. And you listened to that and it, it woke something up in you that said, hey, there's more to it. Just cutting out sugars and those things that break down into sugar is not going to be all it takes for me to restore my health. Would that be accurate? That is very accurate. Yes, I did the sugar fast um, with Revelation Wellness, I think, and you were leading it. Um, I had a pretty terrible experience. <laughs> I felt so bad. Um, and that I think just like nudged me enough to, um, find out that you worked with people one-on-one. -on -one. And, um, so I made an appointment with you. Um, do you want me to just keep telling the story? Yeah. yeah okay. just off. And if I, if I feel like something's relevant, I'll just interrupt you and, and put some pieces in there, but you just keep going, tell your story. <laughs> I did. I think we started working together in like January or February of 2020. So very early on, um, that was pretty much my lowest point with my health. Um, I was struggling with fatigue, dizziness. Um, I had perioral dermatitis from one corner of my nose all the way around to the other. Could not do anything to get rid of it. I had food intolerances, food sensitivities. Um, I actually had gastritis for a while, stopped eating for two weeks, except for Gatorade. Lost wow. a lot. Um, was miserable. 
Uh, I let's see, foggy brain. Did I say that? So no. many gutters. And weren't you, I was trying to, I went and revisited like a couple of our first appointments, like the notes from that. And then our more recent ones, because I know we just spoke and God's done nothing short of miracles in your life. And it's so exciting. Um, but you were also, weren't you on testosterone pellets or bioidentical hormones and yes. you had reacted to yes. testosterone maybe there was a bunch of hormonal stuff and a ton of gut stuff. I even had in my notes that you, you tried to eat like homemade yogurt and even reacted to that I, I could eat like seven foods I think when I first started working with you um yeah I was on testosterone pellets and my body would literally push them out so they would put them in and then within weeks I would be able to pull the pellet out myself um I was on thyroid medicine um and I don't even remember what was in the testosterone pellet if there were other things or if it was just testosterone but it was rough it was very rough. Um, I'm going to say I I had breast implants at the time and had no idea that any of this could be related, but I think you knew. But <laughs> you told me, I asked you later, did you know? And you said, yes, but you can't just tell somebody at their first appointment that they have to get their implants out. <laughs> so you were like, I needed you to trust me first. <laughs> And I did, I felt like I needed to build rapport. Now I have had some patients and clients who come in already suspicious and they, they made the connection because they perhaps started reacting early on and realized that was part of it. But most people that, uh, you know, are willing to go through with that, um, it's a major surgery, right? We can, looking back, we can go, it's, that's major. It's a major alteration. You're putting something in your body that is completely fake saline or not, or, or silicone. Um, and we're being sold on this idea that our body can tolerate it and it's completely neutral. But the reality is, is that is rarely ever the case. But I also, um, have, have learned over the years, got it, like give, given discernment that I needed to build rapport with you. And that wasn't, it wasn't going to make any difference because you don't just go get them removed. You have to heal some things, which is possible first so that you can even handle the surgery once your body becomes that reactive. But what I did want to interject and say is that I have seen this too many times to count and the body just becomes intolerant to everything because there is something in the body that should not be there. Huge, some, something and it's, it, they are big and it, the immune system is flipping out and the whole body is going, what is this? We've got to try to get rid of this. And it just completely um, wears out the fight in your body. And so often that's what I've seen is the increasing food sensitivities and autoimmunity and just everything starting to malfunction. And if you think about it, even aside from putting something fake in your body that cannot get out, you put, we went under surgery. So there was antibiotics, anesthesia, pain medications, who knows what else, right? So there was even that surgical assault on the body, which most people ignore as well, and how impactful even that is to a body that's already, was already like imbalanced and suffering. Would that be fair? Yes, yes. Yeah, I th thank you for sharing that because this is a vulnerable story to put out there and, um, it, but it, it it's relevant. And I know that this is gonna reach a lot of people and it's a really important story to tell. Would you, were there any other formal diagnoses? I can't remember, 
Did you have any um, other formal diagnoses or anything else coming into all this? Um, no. So the only formal diagnosis would be the perioral dermatitis and um, the low thyroid function. But I did ask, um, somebody brought it to my attention that sometimes your body can reject the implants and um, which that's what they said, <laughs> reject the implants. So I did ask my doctor at the time if, if there was any way that this was breast implant related. And he just said, unless one of them is leaking, then that is not the case. Mm -hmm. And so I just went on my merry way that something else was wrong. Yeah. But it couldn't be, it couldn't possibly be that. Yeah. Marketing right. is so creative, isn't it? It is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And our wants, our desires can, can, can very much deceive us and make us not hear the truth or hear that still small voice that would have definitely said, here's one thing I've learned. I, cause I used to wrestle with this. I'm just going to, let me just come up, come out here and say this too. When I was 23 years old, I spent a year figuring, trying to figure out how to come up with the money and wrestling with also wanting breast implants. My body was something I worshiped. It was so important to me to keep trying to chiseling away at this perfection and this, um, this digital disgusting like a uh, version of what made us beautiful and what perfectly balanced was. And I was, I was very much deceived in my twenties and stuff um, as well. So I, I understand this battle. Um, I didn't end up going through with it. And I, I thank the Lord for his grace in that. I, but I, I had the, I was in the exact same place. So there is no shame here. And I went and got fitted and was doing all the things and was ready to, to take the jump too. So this could have been my story as well. Um, so all that to say, I thank you for sharing that. Thank you for being vulnerable, vulnerable about that. And, um, but that, that brokenness and that, that desire when we're worshiping at a different altar rather than letting Jesus be king of our hearts and life, right? And all of this brings glory to God because this is how we learn. And we now know that we're trying to hand off that healthy baton, right? But um, you can't hear the truth when you're, when you're, when you're serving another God, right? And, and a lot of times, especially in the health world and the fitness world, our body is our God. And we don't want to hear that or believe it. We can't see it. No, you don't right? want to hear that spent money and had surgery and done all of these things, you don't want to hear that that's the problem. Right. Because in accepting the truth, you, you say it in your own words. What did that mean to you? It meant you had to come up with more money to reverse this thing. You had to face really like the shame or regret, right? Yes. So it's much shame. So much regret. Yes. And more time that I'm not going to be doing my job as a mother and more time that I'm going to need help, which is, was hard for me at the time to need help with my children. Yeah. It is so, any, it is anyway, <laughs> but especially to say, oh my gosh, I made this decision and now I have to make it right. And there's a cost that comes to my family and all of it. I am not at all saying any of this. I hope all of our listeners hear this because I, I know Jacqueline personally now, we've talked openly about this to pour any amount of shame on her. We can speak openly because I made, I made more stupid decisions than most people will ever make in their life. So I can speak very <laughs> openly about this. And God has been extremely merciful to me, but I had to go through 
many humiliating circumstances because there's consequences to bad decisions. There's consequences to sin, right? And, and it's just part of it. So anyway, we're on the other side of all of that. So we can just look back and share share what God has done since then. But anyway, you were told there was, it couldn't possibly be that if they were not leaking, right? But the, a doctor told me, and actually I went to a, I don't know exactly what the title would have been for a more holistic um, healthcare I don't, I don't actually know, but, but also she assured me that there was no problem with the implants, that they were completely safe. And, you know, to have surgery, to get them out would be, be more dangerous to my body. So (laughs) I was told, yes, that no, they were all fine. But suddenly now explant surgery is now dangerous, but implant surgery wasn't interesting but they're right your body's in a bad place and so you don't want to go under the knife when you're not healthy and you don't want to go under the knife for any reason that is not absolutely medically necessary people do not know how toxic anesthesia and all these medications and taking even one dose of iv or prophylactic antibiotics can be very destructive to our health so okay So that was a big, uh, that was a, uh, something that were you, so where you are, that was already in the back of your mind and you were already wrestling with it, but not sharing it when we, when you, you let me know on my intake forms that you had them, that you had implants, but we weren't talking about them initially. And I don't think that I even told you that. I think that you just asked if I had had any surgery. And so that's why I told you about the implants because I think I had just decided that that was not the problem. There was something else was the problem um, and they were safe and they were fine when we started working together. Um, I do think that I, when I first, I got your first form um, that told me the different vitamins that you, or the supplements that you wanted me to take at the top of it, you had listed breast augmentation. And I was like, well, that's interesting. And so then maybe I did, maybe it was kind of in the back of my head, but um but I kind of thought it was just other health struggles yeah. at the time. Got it. So, okay. So you shared what your initial like struggles and symptoms were, the, the one or two things that you were actually diagnosed with, and then walk us through what the journey was like. Like, where did you, how soon before you got breakthrough was detox? Hard? Was it, was it working right away? Did you get any immediate results? Like, Tell us okay, so <laughs> just a tiny bit, because when we did start working together, I actually, for the first time, um, I, I got sick a year after I got implants. And so the fir- for the first time, and I think it had been five years, I did have some relief. I did start to feel a little bit better and maybe come out a little bit of the fog. So maybe I was starting to be able to hear the Lord better because I wasn't so just trapped in this nightmare of foggy brain, sleep all of the time. Um, You're saying that was um, in 2020. I'm sorry, 2020, after we initially started working together, before I had the implants out. Um, So we worked together and um, started to feel better. And then I I don't know, I think it might've been like in August, there were just too many voices saying, implants. And I just, 
I just knew like, I have to get them out. So we talked again and you were like, yes, that's, that's a really probably good idea for you. Um, I got him out in October of 2020 and I didn't feel any better at all. <laughs> I felt almost, I think I felt worse and, um, that is scary. Yeah. So, and th that is not unusual. It's usually not immediate relief, which is what everybody I think thinks because you, you face this huge mountain and you get them removed and you think, oh, the problem is solved. But remember that in getting them removed, you just went through another major surgery. So now there's a whole nother, like this, like we were just talking about this whole like toxic, surgical, emotional, you know, thing that you just went through. But now the next level of work has just begun. And I don't say that to deter or scare anybody. It's a means to an end. There's no other way around it. If yeah. they're making you sick, there is no other way around it. And the faster that we can accept that truth, then we can take the next steps toward facing that hard thing, getting through it and getting onto the other side of it. So you didn't feel good. Um, or get any relief. In fact, it was a little bit of a setback. So what happened from there? So it was worse. And the surgery was so much worse. The first surgery just was almost painless for me. And the second surgery was just such a nightmare. I was just, I was in a lot of pain, but, but I say that and through it, I, God was just giving me so much just love and grace. And so it was painful, but it was like, I could endure every moment of it. Um, so I, for six months, I still, all of my symptoms were still there. There was nothing had changed. I was pretty discouraged. The only, the only saving grace is that, um, 10 days after the surgery, I was outside praying and I just felt like the Holy spirit said, I have healed you. And I held on to that. I clung to that saying that phrase that it has to be true. If he says that he's healed me, then I have to believe it. And it doesn't mean that I'm not better just because I'm experiencing symptoms still. They're going to go away. And so I think it was about a year before anything went away. Before, I mean, things did get a little bit better. Yeah. But that was after six months at least. Um, and then I think at a year mark, I felt like things were like maybe 30% better. And then um, I know to at the two-year mark, I... Um, wrote out a list of all of the symptoms and wrote what percentage I thought they were better. And it was like 80%, 100%, 80%, you know, just so many things were so much better. And this is like three years now. And I think most of the, most of the really weird symptoms are, are gone. I mean, there's a couple, go ahead. Sorry. Are you, are you um, like landing at now today, like current, 2024 saying yes 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 most I, I feel like there's I mean I want to share what happened recently with, with us with, with is that okay yeah yeah please okay. do so um just recently I think in December is when I talked with you um I had a gut test that showed that I had H pylori and um I was experiencing some not fun symptoms some hormonal imbalances, the perioral dermatitis had come back. My stomach was just a rep. I was having crashes after I ate again. And, um, you put me on a couple of things and 
our last visit, you were like, how about this? And I'm like, it's great. And how about this? It's great. Like checklists, all of them are better. Yes. Like we literally, if I'm remembering right, because this was just last, or the, was it this week? Last week? Yes. This week. We just, yeah. We just talked and I'm like, oh, you, I have to, you've got to come on and share your story because it's so exciting. But it was, um, you had a, a decent list of, of digestive symptoms that had come back and all of that, but we had that positive H fluoride test. So we knew exactly what to target. So I put you on a really specific protocol for that. I remember it was only three things, three supplements this time that you needed. And, um, we dealt with that accordingly. And by our very next follow-up, right? Yes. Like a month later, you were like a hundred percent better. And yes. Uh, all and finally, all this perioral dermatitis because it had improved some over time, but then it had regressed and come back like I don't yes. know, fifty percent or something like that. Yes, right? I mean, it went away totally in the beginning, but oh, yeah. then it did start to come back. <laughs> back so. over time. So what we know is there was this this um, underlying really serious stomach infection, bacterial overgrowth going on in your stomach that until we had for sure evidence, which that has to be treated aggressively and can be um, dealt with naturally, right? We're not, yeah. okay, we um, applied some things <laughs> that that worked. And so it is possible to overcome H. pylori with natural stuff without doing further harm. Um, and most, a lot, there's a lot of talk that says that can't be done, but that's not true. So um, <laughs> anyway, this is living proof and- <laughs> work extremely effectively. Your skin once again, cleared up completely. All your digestive symptoms went away, but you were also, it, can I talk about cycles? Can I talk a little more? Yeah. Am I remembering right? You were start, you were missing periods. So there was some other new, like uh, wonky hormonal things going yeah. on where it was almost like perimenopausal symptoms. Yes. I was having hot flashes and night sweats. I had gained weight. Um, yeah, I, mean, I was I was skipping periods for months at a time. Yes, actually, four months was the longest. But yes, <laughs> and then am I am I remembering right that we just dealt with this stomach issue and all of that resolved, and now you are back to no hormone symptoms, um, perfectly regular, easy monthly cycles, yes. <clears throat> clear skin. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's amazing. It's so, it, there's such, you know, I, I love telling this story because when people hear it, like from a personal testimony, you get to see how the gut is connected to everything, which is why I'm constantly after root cause, root cause, root cause. When you deal with these things, and in your case, there were many root causes over the years, but yes. you weren't sick prior to getting implants, right? Yep. Your whole life changed. Everything. Yep. Everything changed. And there was work to do though, to even get you to the place where you could hear clearly, because I, I think a situation like that, this is a very tender place that needs to be handled responsibly. <clears throat> and that each person, each client or patient or person out there that might have to face something like that. But, and and I'm let me I just I felt like from the Holy Spirit I need to mention this would apply to people getting Botox fillers any of this stuff it needs to stop in Jesus name there will That's be a consequence to all of this you cannot put this fake stuff in the body and think it's not poisoning you anyway that said 
you need to, God may use somebody like this podcast or voice of reason to speak truth, but then you need, you needed confirmation from the Holy spirit that you needed to press this issue because this was a family decision, your kids and your husband, everybody needed to be prepared. Yes. To go through with that. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a burden, but again, it's a means to an end. It's no secret that Dr. Jana loves advanced TRS, but some have asked what exactly is TRS? TRS is a nano zeolite spray that facilitates some amazing things. TRS does not heal anything, but it gently clears the body of toxins and heavy metals, so the body can heal itself exactly as God designed it to do. If you know Dr. Jana, her approach to healing is all about getting to the root causes and clearing interferences from the body versus using band-aids and managing symptoms. High quality supplements and individual remedies can help, but they cannot help as effectively as they claim until you remove interferences that cause inflammation and disease and block absorption. Detoxing chemical toxins and heavy metals and breaking up biofilms is foundational to good health. TRS is extremely safe for all ages, from young children to the elderly. Advanced TRS is truly an answered prayer and gift from God to Dr. Jana and her family personally, and has likewise helped many of her patients and clients receive breakthrough where they once were stuck. For more information, go to the store tab at drjana.com and drop down to Kosova. Again, you can go to drjana.com, that's D-R-J-A-N-A.com, Click the store tab and drop down to Kosova for more information. But here we are from 2020 to the beginning of 2024. So uh, four years later, we've been through a lot, walked a lot of journey together. And there were, there was a lot of, there was long periods where we didn't talk often, right? Right. And then we'd have some regression. And so we do touch ups. You've just felt that this has been a safe, place and we worked together well and gotten results and um but to to see four years later how far you've come and that is all now it's all now just your story it's a thing of the past god has redeemed all of it and now he gets the glory for it and it all of it just shows we are we we need the lord like all yeah. <laughs> stupid decisions um, we don't know what we don't know until we know, but now, you know, and you'll never not know. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. And you have this great wisdom where surely God will use this and you will be able to speak, um, you know, truth and encouragement to someone who's wrestling because what we really need is to know our identity in Christ and know that God looks at the heart and that however proportioned or not our physical bodies look is is nothing more than evidence again i'm speaking about myself not just you jacqueline that we are we are uh, we're spending way too much time thinking about ourselves and our eyes are not on jesus right right that is right we all fall victim to it at times um and in, in different ways and different presentations but there is no more evidence needed and and oh boy, can it lead us astray and there's a price to be paid. However, <laughs> God is capable of healing and redeeming and restoring and detoxing and all of this stuff and works it all together for good because yeah. that's who he is. And you have such a story that that testifies to that. And it hasn't been 
always easy, but would you not say that aside from just like your physical health that you've gained, I have watched you and I read in your notes before we started talking and it was early on in the journey, not just this, this last round where we've been meeting again, it, that, um, as soon as you started to get breakthrough, you said, I am on fire for the Lord. Yeah. Like that was like your exact words. I put it in quotes in my notes and you were just like your energy, like, um, it was one month into where we hit the nail on the head and your energy was back. Your brain fog was gone. And you were like, I am on fire. I feel amazing. I cannot believe it. You weren't needing any hormone replacement or anything like that. And ever since then, I, I, I like I'm the Jacqueline I know is so joyful. Like that's who I see. I hear somebody that has so much joy in their heart. I always looked forward to our appointments because even in the depths of suffering, you had you have the joy of the Lord in you. And I saw a woman who humbled herself and just was willing to do whatever he asked you to do. To I, be, I a little. What's that? I, I, I fought it back with him a little bit, but, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was perfectly forward motion all the time. I hear you. <laughs> it's okay to wrestle. It's okay to like, you got to work through those fears or those doubts or, or go, Oh my gosh, like the Lord's going to have to provide like, and, and I'm sure it was the thought of like, the Lord's going to have to provide. And I don't even deserve to have this extra to go to, you know, to undo what, what, what I happened. did. Yeah. So I just, I, I just want to talk about that because I know that these are things that so many women are wrestling with. Yeah. Because really what the enemy is trying to tell us is find a way to keep them, find a yeah. way to make this work. Yeah, I, I did definitely wrestle with God. And I just, you know, so much of my worth and my value was in the way that I looked. And, you know, after having four kids and nursing four babies, things just don't look the same. And not, <laughs> not for me either. Yes, I just, I desperately wanted to look a certain way. I just, that's just it. I wanted my husband to value me. And I thought that the value that he had for me was from um, the way that I looked. And, you know, I just, I, I definitely wrestled with God. I, I cried out and I was just so frustrated. Like, why would you take this away from me? You know, that this is where I find my worth. You know, that this is what makes me valuable. And, you know, he just over and over was like, no, no, it's I not. Love you much. I love so much. And if we, if we have a husband that is pressuring us into that, the, the solution is not to give into that God. Oh, I know what I was going to say earlier. This is a word the Lord gave me so many years ago. Nobody who sits at the feet of Jesus and says, Lord, I'm really struggling with the way I look. Should I get implants? If we're actually making him Lord of our life, then that means we're asking him about every decision, especially one of this caliber. Never in the history of Evers did Jesus say, yes, yes, my daughter, you would look much better if you surgically altered your body. I mean, yes, he's never said that. Never. I, can I, I'm, I know that's bold. I know that that's probably offensive, but it's the truth. The truth. It's the truth. It and is. if we're really actually saying Jesus is, you know, I mean, he is the, he is a merciful, gracious God, but the Jesus that's coming back for us is also 
a God of justice, King of Kings and Lord of Lords written on his yes. side. And he's a God of truth. And so like, I'm just more like, but can we just tell the truth? Because that's the fast track. If you want the fast track to healing faster, we can absorb the truth and then just take action based on the truth and what, what, it, what is God's best and not a good idea or a workaround, but just the narrow path, the maybe the harder, much harder path at times, but not always. A lot of times his way is actually easier, <laughs> saves us more time and money and, and whatever. Yes. Um, but it's the way that leads to <clears throat> the things that are eternal, the things that are lasting and more than you got your health back. What I see is someone who matured in the Lord so much through this journey. Would you agree? Oh man, so much. Just, I mean, if, if it's okay, I just want to share like a little tiny bit Please. about that. Yeah. So when I was five, I was victimized and, um, I, I luckily, I immediately, as soon as I was able to, I told my mom and, um, she shared with me about four years ago that after I, after it happened, I said, but mom, I thought you told me that I was pretty. And she said it kind of broke her heart, you know, but I realized four years ago that before the age of five, I had picked up the lie that if I was pretty enough, bad things wouldn't happen. And so I started to do anything possible to be pretty enough because that was where my value was. Picked up shame, of course, because I think a lot of times when you are sexually abused, you pick up shame. Um, by the time I was nine, I had... Um, severe panic attacks. And that, that lasted through even the time that I started to work with you. Yeah. And um, so, but when I was sick, I remember just being in my closet and just begging God, please heal me, heal me, heal me. And I meant heal these symptoms, take this away, take away the pain, the the symptoms. I just, I, I want to be a good mom. I want to be able to be a mom. And I'm, I'm, struggling so much in every area of my life. So please just make me so that I'm not sick anymore. And I just get this picture of Jesus. And I feel like he was like, hey guys, hold my cross for a minute. I got to show this girl something. Because <laughs> when he comes to heal us, it is so much bigger and better and something you can't even imagine. And that's what he did. He healed places in my heart. And he healed past trauma, childhood trauma. Um, he healed places in my marriage. He healed the anxiety. I don't struggle with anxiety anymore. I, I haven't had a panic attack since I don't know when. I mean, I went into surgery fearless because of the Lord and the work that he did. So he took away the symptoms. He did. He healed me in that way. But so much more than that, he healed my soul, my, I mean, he healed me, every part of me. And I feel like that's what he does. Right. Cause he's not a band-aid. No, he's not, not. a band-aid God. He's a root cause God. <laughs> he wants to get to the root of the problem and the root of the, my shame and my feeling like I was valuable because of the way that I looked. And it's not true. I actually had a friend that prayed for me before the surgery and actually a group of women and she stopped and she said, Jesus is literally about to cut the shame from your chest. And I was like, praise Jesus. Yes. And yes. I, it, it's true. It's true. He took the shame 
Yes. And we take, so all this shame and all of this like identity crisis and fear and trauma. And I mean, being, being sexually victimized is so damaging and no matter what age, but especially in those developmental years. And, um, I know we, I, we were talking, sharing some, some of my similar past history as well. Um, and I can relate, I can relate to what it does to you. And then for different reasons, motivates us to become obsessed with our body and think our worth is all wrapped up in some version of what we look like, how we can please. Um, I know for me, it completely like was this spiritual muzzle of the inability to say no, especially to people in places of authority or men. Yes. My whole life until Jesus <laughs> healed me over time and through a series of, of ways, you know, um, so I get it. And it, the battle and the struggle is real. And don't you see it everywhere? Because we see women just putting themselves on display. And even as, you know, there's a lot of Christian women who've had um, different kinds of plastic surgery or who are not accepting um, aging well. And I'm, I'm not uh, I'm not trying to pour shame or say that everything's wrong or be legalistic, but what I am saying is there are consequences and, and the reality is, is poisons and things that don't break down, put into our body will come back to bite us. Um, and then it's something you're constantly having to chase until we have that piece of our heart actually healed and go, you know, um, we aging rapidly aging is a symptom that something is, is wrong, but we're going to age. And, um, what is the, what are the verses that's repeated throughout the Bible? Um, um, <clears throat> the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our Lord stands forever, lasts forever. Our beauty is going to be what we see as our physical beauty, you know, like the flower and the, the bright lush green grass, like it's going to wither and fade. And we're just that much closer to meeting our king. And that's okay. I want to still um, physically take care of myself and, and look, you know, a certain way as I age as much as possible. But to not be in bondage to that is such a freeing place. And to know, like to keep our eyes on Jesus is the only way we're going to stay like centered and at peace as that process starts to happen. We're, I'm only a year older than you. So we're it's a similar stage of life. And yeah, you're right. Like <laughs> change things, lose some volume, and color and shape uh, over time. <laughs> Struggle is real, but the more fruitful um, avenue to take is to press into that hardship and keep our eyes on Jesus and um, learn to accept things or ask him for the strength to press through maybe if we need to take some action on our health right that it's it's actually the result of things that are imbalanced or whatever and then there's certain things that that can't change and eventually we will have this crown of gray wisdom and that's gonna be okay yeah. we're gonna have to accept it at some point yeah. <laughs> but i thank you for sharing all of that in being so vulnerable because it's it's just a real problem. We live in, in a world that promotes even some claiming to be believers, like anti-aging longevity, like we somehow have all this control over all of it without consequence. And that's not true. And it is a dangerous world to get caught up in. And we have to resist the devil in those yeah. 
in those areas and this the stuff that just seems like it's maybe not such a big deal. Is there anything else um, about your story that you wanted to share? Like what were your expectations and initial goals or biggest fears as we embarked on this? And then also, do you have any, um, was there any piece of the puzzle that like sig was super significant that significantly impacted you or any scripture that carried you through or anything like that? So I think, um, Oh, no, I lost my train of thought. Oh, okay. So it's it's interesting that you kept talking about hope and giving hope back to people because I think that when I first started working with you, I just, I needed somebody to give me hope. I needed someone to say like, it's going to be okay. I I for sure thought I was dying. Um, And it's hard to have four kids and think that you're going to leave them without, a, without their mother. And um, so I, I did, I needed hope. And you definitely gave me hope to get through the journey and that I was going to be okay, that it wasn't the end of my story, that, you know, it, it was basically the beginning of my story. And um, I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. It was the beginning of my new life, really. I've been a follower of Jesus since I can remember, but I guess I just, it just brought me to a new depth with him. And I'm so thankful for that. I mean, it's so good, but um, I think in the beginning I wanted hope and I just, I think for the most part, I wanted to not want to be in bed all the time. Um, and I definitely, we, we did, you helped me to get to where I could be out of bed and not exhausted all of the time, which was great. Um, Okay, what was the other question? No, I can't. That, is a, that is a very realistic expectation and desire. There's nothing selfish about that, right? God, yeah. we're called to we're called to hard work. We're called to be raising our children, and that is not you can't do that without energy. You cannot train them up in the way they should go without mental clarity and being on. And our health plays a significant role in how we're able to do that. Now, His grace is sufficient to get us through those hard seasons and. He's merciful, even if not right. But, right. Um, but for what is within our control, or if he's calling us to the next or the harder, he will provide the strength or the money or the know-how, the wisdom, the endurance to get through it, to take, to get you through that trial, that Valley season. Right. Yes, for sure. And he did. Um, he did. <laughs> I think you shared your biggest fear, like in your case, you had a legitimate fear of death. Like you really thought because your health changed so rapidly, I went through that. I can relate to that. And I never like thought that that would be my story either, but my health was plummeting so rapidly after my daughter's birth and nobody could relate and other women didn't go through that. So it felt very alone. And I, I literally too felt like, I, I don't know how to stop this. I feel like I'm dying. And that is terrifying. It's terrifying children and all of that and just to think oh my gosh I'm overall so young like I, I didn't think I'd ever be contemplating death at this point in my life right oh for sure yes yeah um oh and then what um a question was um was there anything I mean a clear I think you've shared a lot of it so I don't know if there would be any more like clearly having hope restored and having that anchor to hold on to was significant for you were there any specific 
verses. Um, it sounds like the Lord gave you that word back when. So that was something to hold on to as well. Like I've healed you. You know, when you said that, I thought, you know, in just like when um, we go back to like the days when Jesus was like in his living ministry on the earth, a lot of times his word would be um, you're forgiven or yes. right. Or daughter, your faith has made you well, like go in peace. Yeah. So in him healing you, he got to that deepest place. I believe in your heart, you took the action. Like you put feet to your prayers. Faith without works is dead. Um, there are action steps for us to take because we love the Lord. We know we're saved by grace and there's no amount of works that can save us, but we are in awe and reverent at what the Lord has done for us, knowing who he really is, you know, savior, king, friend, Lord of Lords, all the things. Um, but knowing who, who he is and that he was calling you to hire and you were listening for his still small voice and you were able to hear the truth to get to the root cause and then to go through this super hard, humbling um, surgery and season and all of what it was going to take to get there. But him giving you that word, I believe, was him speaking to the depths of the root of all of it. And then the physical and symptom symptomatic stuff came downstream of that. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Right? And I will say I, I didn't necessarily have a verse or this really isn't something that I held on to, but I think that at one point I, I just came to the end of myself and I realized I don't have control of this. Mm -hmm. I can either trust the Lord to help get me through this or, but I can't do it in my own strength at all. Like at all I'm failing. And that was hard. I, I remember just crying and crying and saying, why? Like, I just don't want to do this. Um, I don't want to give you control is what I said. Like, I don't, I don't think you're going to, I don't think you're going to get me through this. I don't, I don't trust you. And then it was just like, all of a sudden I was like, but I, I don't have any other option. And I was like, okay, do with me what you will. I remember saying those words to him, do with me what you will. And that, that is the point of real healing. Yes. Amen. So like, when we look back, I mean, I look back on my story and I'm like, Ooh, I, I don't, Lord, please. <laughs> I don't want to go through any of those different crazy hard things again, please. However, I can look back and it sounds like you can too. You wouldn't have the faith and dependence and maturity and eternal things. Peace. Had you not gone through this. That is true. I, I will do. I am so thankful for this journey now. <laughs> I don't want to do it again, but I am so very thankful that he shook me up and, you know, I don't know, shook me up and made me listen. And, but I so keep hearing that, that song in my head, like, he shook me up, he turned me around, he set yeah. my feet on solid ground. <laughs> it is so, no, just so, so lovingly. But yes, I, that and that's what I needed. Yes, I hear. I amen. Testify to that. So, <clears throat> have you um has have you gotten to uh, use your story to witness to anybody else yet? Because it's coming. It will come. <laughs> I'm so thankful for this. I'm so thankful you've allowed me. Um, I have gotten to share my story with a couple of women. So one woman came over, thinking that she came over to um 
let our daughters meet because they were going to be in school together. And she wanted her daughter to have a friend for the first day of school. And, um, but we just kind of talked and through it, I was like, I like, I just know the Holy Spirit told me that is not why she's here. She is here because of her implants and you need to tell, like, tell her. And so I was able to, we prayed, I prayed for her for, I think it took her like a year and a half maybe to finally get them out. But I, I, I did pray for her and, you know, I was like, Lord, whatever you have to do, whatever you have to do, just, just help her. And, um, there's been a couple of ladies who have just randomly called me who got my name number from somebody else. So gotten just to share with a few women, but, but will be, I mean, most likely it will just be these one-on-one stories that God brings in you. I mean, I don't know who I'm not God. Who am I to say, you know, a huge platform to say it from, but now, I mean, it's going a little public now. Yes, but I'm, I'm so thankful because I just, it, it really angers me a little bit. And I I want women to know, like, you can be free from this and don't suffer. Yeah. And don't go through with it. Especially if you can can catch them beforehand and convince them of the reality and point to what the real issue is. And it's not that your breasts are too small. No, it's not. It is not. Right. Right. Not. It's not, I know if we could shout that from the mountaintops or, you know, I almost want to protest like we do at the abortion clinics and go like in front of the surgical centers and be like, don't do it. Don't do it. When I see these 20 something year old girls who are still in their prime, getting fillers and all this stuff done to their face now, as if they need anything, um, just destroying their, their God-given beauty, honestly, they are going to pay a price like there's no amount of thick lips and wrinkles that you don't even have or any of this stuff that is worth it. I mean, yeah. this stuff is not, uh, it's not safe and it's not okay. And it's and be, the, the marketing is just straight up lies. It is. And it's heartbreaking to me that women cannot just find value in who they are. I, I wish that we could just normalize that it is okay to age. That's yeah. okay. That's a yeah. good thing. That's right. Or to have a little extra this or a little this or a little flab of this. Like, well, we are, this is how we normalize it and we speak out about it. And, but that this, the, the real answer is like, if we do not have our eyes on Jesus, we have to diligently train our children to do so as well. The world is going to devour them because this is a huge lie that the world is pushing and the porn industry and the beauty industry and even the health industry, sadly, is pushing. And it is maddening to me. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your story because you're, you are making an impact and God will use it. Even if we can reach a couple women or a dozen or whatever, you know, it's still worth it because just as we evangelize, just as we share the gospel, we can share, um, you know, little pieces of, of, other parts of the whole truth, you know, to, to reach women, to prevent them from making the same mistakes and staying on that narrow path, if at all possible. But sometimes we have to go through really hard things to um, really know that we know that we know that we cannot do this life without Jesus. And it's not a compartmentalized type of salvation. He's everything and wants to be involved in everything and literally every decision that we make pertaining to all things in our life. It's a very holistic application of our faith. Yes. And so last question then, 
So how was your health, like when you, the lack of health or the restoration of your health and, and spiritual life and all of this stuff, um, how has all of this like changed, has it changed any relationships in your life or your marriage or your relationship with your girl or girls? I have girls, your children. <laughs> I have two girls and two boys. So um, for sure. Yes, it's changed everything. Um, number one, I do have two daughters that are 14 and 16. And so I've been very open. Um, when I got the implants, it was all in secret. I didn't want anybody to know. I didn't tell many people. Um, but getting the implants out, I want everybody to know, which is so funny. Um, so I've shared candidly with my daughters and, you know, I, and they watched it. And um, so, but having energy again, um, being able to stay up past, well, I would normally just by six o'clock, even though I'd been in bed most of the day at six o'clock, I would sit on the couch and I really couldn't talk to anybody. And I really couldn't make dinner. A lot of the times I just kind of had to veg out. And so being able to stay awake until my, you know, nine or 10 and have conversations with my children and have energy to make dinner for my family and, you know, have conversations with my husband. I mean, it's changed everything. I, and I help with the cubbies at our church, which are four-year-olds. And I mean, I feel like that's, you have to have so much energy <laughs> to have 13, four-year-olds. You, you have to have an enormous amount of energy at seven, eight o'clock. And so it's just, but yeah, I, I feel like my whole life is different now and I'm not foggy brained. I can stay focused on one person who's talking to me and listen. And, um, it's, everything has been life changing. I, I just can't even tell you enough. <laughs> I, I can only imagine because I, I have my own personal story and then walking through this with so many people, but I have been uh, a witness to it objectively. And it's been a joy to get to be a part of an honor, truly like um, you know, sometimes I can't even believe that God lets me be a, a, such an intimate part of people's lives. Uh, you know, I'm not a huge part, but a small part and, and I'm grateful. And I thank you for sharing your story because I know that it will speak to someone. It will capture someone's heart. And so know that, um, none, nothing has been wasted. God has used all of it, the bad decisions and the hard days and the miserable days and all the tears that he has counted and um, you know, he knows it all and he's, he's using it all for his glory. And I see such a beautiful godly woman, such joy of the Lord. I love you. Like you, you've become, a, you know, not just a client, but a friend and it, it is a joy. And uh, I'm also excited that we're going to get to party together in heaven forever for all of eternity. <laughs> um, but thank you sister for sharing today. I really appreciate your vulnerability. And um, I pray God's uh, protection over your health moving forward and that he gives you many, many, many opportunities and boldness and courage with um, seasoned with much grace and mercy to to reach other women um, in similar situations as you. Thank you. Thank you for letting me share my story. Really. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. This is his platform and we're going to uh, keep pressing on for his glory in all things. Amen. 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 Thanks for sharing, Jacqueline. Yes.
Hey, thanks for listening. For more information about my practice, check out my website, drjana.com. That's D-R-J-A-N-A.com. And if you know someone today's episode could encourage, pray for them. And consider sharing this episode. See you next time.